0: Hi, hello, welcome once again, dear listener, to The Curator Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fraser, and this is episode number 45. My guest on this episode is Vedic Caruana from The Movie Life. I Am The Avalanche, peaced out, and also well-known for his own solo stuff. He's about to release an album, which is excellent, I've heard it, and I thoroughly recommend it. Movie Life has been a huge influence on my musical stylings for a very long time now, and... I caught up with Vinny when he played in Glasgow with The Movie Life, which is actually the first time, as this is covered in an interview as well, but it's actually the first time they've been in Glasgow for 13 years and they were great. As both a solo artist and a singer of The Movie Life and I Am The Avalanche, he's well known for his very distinctive lyrical and songwriting style. The fingerprints of which can be found in pop-punk music probably for the past 10 or 15 years, if not more. In fact, you know what, since probably since the turn of the century. It was absolutely it was absolutely amazing to actually sit down and talk to this guy. I've been a huge, huge fan for a long, long time and movie life even to this day still resonate with me and I'm actually finding it quite difficult just now to think of words to describe the influence that they've had on me and countless countless other people. They're back together, as you probably know, and they're just as good as they used to be. Man. It was a total, it's a total cool thing just to sit down and chat with him for a bit. He's one of the cooler people that I've met, and I had a great time chatting with him. So, go jump right into the interview. Before we get into that, I'm going to play my one of my favourite songs from his entire discography. That song's called "Holy Fuck." It's on I Am the Avalanche's second album, Avalanche United. Enjoy.
1: Don't turn your back on family.
2: how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited to be here in Glasgow uh, with the movie life, which hasn't really happened since I was a young man. <laughs> it must have been over 10 years since the movie Life last played in Glasgow. It's been well over 10 years. It's been, I think since, I think it's been 14 years. <laughs> yeah, that really dates, really dates me. <laughs> yeah, because you like,
0: it's it's it, I find it really, it's odd to me because like 40 Hour Train Back to Penn is one of my favorite records of all time, right? And it's weird to think that I am the Havaland, a band. I've been a band for much longer than the movie life originally were, you know, like yeah. it's, it's scary.
2: That's very true. And yeah, the movie life did so much in such a small amount of time that, yeah, when the Avalanche 10-year anniversary happened, I was like, oh, that's crazy. I feel like I've had so many different lives, you know. Yeah. And I still feel young, you know. I mean, I did start when I was young. I started touring when I was 19. Um, I'm 36 now, and uh, I think there's even more of an urgency now just because I am I'm getting older to to do this even more until <laughs> until I just feel like I can't anymore, you know. So do you... <clears throat> Frog in my throat.
0: Let's start that again. So do you get um, do you see this? Like you are a very busy guy, and you write a lot, like you've, you're very productive as well. Is that like a, just like a sort of drive that you just have to keep writing music and creating stuff?
2: Yes. Well, I I can be lazy. Like there were years where I didn't produce anything and I didn't create, um, and I think those years added more of an urgency as well. For like, you know, I kind of woke up and snapped out of a little bit of a. I was enjoying my life and stuff, and I was home, and I got married and all this stuff in my 20s. But I was bartending. The money you make in New York is... You can bartend three nights a week and have a very good life <laughs> and hide it all from the tax man. Um, so I was enjoying that, and I was in building a life in New York, You know, slowly writing Avalanche United, which eventually came out. But, um, yeah, I... I, I um, I snapped out of working um, and thought, this isn't for me. Um, I, I have to get back to music and I have to do it full time. So um, a good way to do music full time without worrying how your bills are going to get paid are is to do a bunch of different things. Movie life being one of those things, which has been great to us. We've had a great time. Um, it's really fun. And the sh- we've had all of our best shows have been in the last two years. And um Doing that coupled with solo shows I have a solo record coming out in three weeks um, I write music for other artists um which is a new thing like i've I'm now writing for like major label artists that wow. can't seem to write for themselves um, which is really fun because that I learn a lot from that and I think it makes me a better songwriter um, and then the Avalanche and Yeah. So there's a bunch of different things I do. And that's what I figured out when I did return to music full time. It was very clear that I needed to do more so that I didn't have to do other jobs and go back to a job and work nights or whatever it is. So um, staying busy with music is the way to make a living with music and never resting and always staying creative and busy so I have no problem with all that does the things I want to do so that works out great so I'm really happy with where I'm at right now with creativity and with being able to make a living off of music is is a blessing and it's something I don't take for granted and uh it's something I don't take for granted because when you do take it for granted is when it stops and that's when you get lazy you know so lazy is not in my vocabulary at the moment i
0: get that like i totally get that one of the reasons i started this podcast is all those two reasons but the main reason was and i'm sure people listening are really sick of hearing this but um i thought my creative process was broken for a long time and i thought well why don't i speak to people about their creative process and see if i can figure something out and i haven't been able to figure anything out but i've had had a lot of fun i've had a lot of fun doing it um but yeah there's so much you just said there that, that like I don't know I think I'll probably start with this like it must be really gratifying to have been doing the movie life again for the past couple of years
2: and knowing and having like a best shows like now mm-hmm. like how does that feel it, it feels great and that's also something we really none of us should ever take for granted because that is I mean like we said last time we were here was in 2003 I believe unless it was 2002 I don't know and tonight we'll be playing to a full club and of and of people that have been waiting to see us for a long time. I, I think some of the some of the Scottish fans and um haven't seen us and some of them I know for a fact came out to our Manchester show last year because they were they were hollering at us the whole show being like
1: come to scotland
2: so that's actually why we're here not because we don't love it but we specifically picked scotland because on stage i was made to promise that we were coming to scotland and i stuck to that promise and i hope everyone appreciates that they don't have to go all the way down to manchester tonight
0: so as um integrity and and, and honesty seems to be a huge thing and a huge theme so all the music you do is that fair to say i think that's very fair to say yeah Why why is that a a preoccupation or is it something you think about a lot or is it just like
2: second nature? I think growing up as a hardcore kid on Long Island, in the Long Island and New York City hardcore kind of scenes, which were two very different things, but they did blend together sometimes when Long Island bands and city bands would play together. But um, I think coming up as a hardcore kid, you don't easily sell your soul you don't easily say all right let's make this you know pop record so we get rich and famous like that's never like that was never um a thought it was always hey let's write good songs so that our friends will sing along and that'll be it and then we never thought we'd find ourselves touring let alone playing in europe you know in 2016 so um uh, that side of it the 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 approach to music and the approach to our career, you know, obviously when it becomes a career, you do start to think about the financial and the commercial side of things, but that, that you end up juggling, but I don't think we ever had a problem with that. You know, we were able to make the music we wanted to make always. We never made a record that we regretted and, uh, kept the integrity that you mentioned. And, you know, as far as honesty goes, I think, you know, my lyrical approach of, Pretty personal stuff, you know. It's not just a song about nothing. Um, the honesty and sincerity in the lyrics definitely also comes from the bands I grew up on in the Long Island and, and scene, and you know, in punk and hardcore in general, where that was the only approach I knew because that was that was what I listened to. So, um, you know, now that I'm writing for other artists, it's been an interesting mental experiment trying to break out of that. <laughs> It's been pretty cool like I was writing with this 18 year old kid who's like signed to a major got all this money like basically the opposite of my career path, or like my trajectory. Um, He's never been on tour, you know, we toured for three years before anybody paid attention to us. so I'm writing for this kid and I'm writing lyrics for him and I'm going, well, I'm not going to write about my life and have you sing it. So it's been an interesting thing. It's it's actually opened me up to, you know, different ways of songwriting, different types of songwriting. And um, I think song being like being a songwriter is what I consider myself to be first and foremost these days. I'm writing so much music for so many different projects um, that. That's the craft that I'm really, really trying to master and try to be that. Because when I, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to just always write music. Because I think that's um, that's what keeps me mentally stable is, is writing music and getting stuff off my chest and expressing myself in that way. And it can be very therapeutic and very cathartic. And it's an outlet that a, a lot of people don't have that they that they can have. I think. I think if someone picked up a pet pad and paper and learned a few car- chords on a guitar even if they wrote music that no one ever heard um, and just wrote it for themselves like I think they'd find that they can deal with some of the stuff in their life a little bit better and not keep it all bottled up I was kind of wondering how,
0: how did that avenue become open to you to write for artists and what was your initial reaction when someone said
2: can you do this for me it was um The way it happened was it was just my body of work, my career. Um, Some people at like a big company. That's what it is. It's funny. So now all of the people that grew up on Movie Life or Avalanche or stuff like that are now adults. So some of these people are growing up to be record executives, brain surgeons, uh, everything in between. So... I got approached by this big company in New York and I was just like, what is this? And I go in there and and there's two really lovely girls who are just like, yeah, we want to do this. We want to do that. We want to work with you. We want to do this. This is how it works. And it's great. You know, like I tour, but I only tour maybe like this year. I'll probably tour four months, which is a lot for me. But um, now I'll be home and I live in Brooklyn. And so I can, when I'm home, do that. And it's never like, hey, you're not at work because it's not work. It's really not like it's it's writing music. So, it's like um, they approach me and I ask them, I'm like, why am I here? And they're like, we grew up on your music and we know you're a great songwriter and we were wondering why the hell we're not working with you and why you're, we're not doing more and creating more and we can, you know. And for me, that's a really great revenue stream for me to come home write tunes, you know, do that, go back on tour. Basically, you know, just the whole thing of staying busy with music and uh, making a living. Because when we were young, when we first came over here, making a living wasn't really part of it. Um, it didn't matter. We lived with our parents. <laughs> we got home. If we got paid 100 bucks from a tour, we'd be like, oh, great, that's cool. I, You know, I can eat at McDonald's, you know, with my friends and, you know, maybe go to a punk show, punk shows are $5. So, um, so yeah. And now that we're, you know, now that I'm in my mid thirties and I am doing music full time, it is a thing where it's like, okay, I do have to make a living. This can't just be, oh yeah, I'm always busy. It's like, I'm always busy, but I need to pay, you know, the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. And so, yeah, that's one of those things that I definitely said, oh, that'll be something that can help me to, keep doing what I'm doing and doing what I actually want to do. Not that I don't want to write for other artists but my passion is not to write for other artists but that's something that facilitates me doing what I want to do. That's pretty great
0: because now you, you can get like a really perfect almost like creative work life balance because you've got it all as as the day job as well as the the night job is like well, that song's for me and that song's for you, yes, <laughs> you know exactly. that kind of thing
2: Exactly yeah and uh, and it's all music, it's still music and it's still fun even if it's not for me so, uh, some you know, writing for myself is more gratifying. Um, but, you know, doing stuff, working for major labels and doing that kind of thing. Um, it's all a learning experience and it's all music still, you know, so I still learn and I still, I'm still neck deep in music and that's exactly where I want to be. Were you expecting
0: to get into that, into that room and have like the two people that grew up, like have people basically who grew up listening
2: to your music now basically have the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought, wow, this is very fortunate for me. This is great. Um, and it's fantastic. I mean, uh, I'm not just working with some, you know, guy in a suit that's like, yeah, write me a Taylor Swift song. You know, it's more like, hey, uh, we're all from the same thing here. And... Yeah, I've I managed to find a job at home with the music writing where it's not technically a job and I don't technically
3: have a boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's perfect. It's Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. Perfect. <laughs> hey, I guess I'll figure
1: it out. The reasons why things went the way they did and why we can't accept it. And we'd fall asleep, but not before we exercise the evil thing that everyone has.
0: How much is that, um, the skills that you've sort of gained doing that, how much has that fed into Survivor's Guilt?
2: Uh, none. none? Okay. Um, I, finished, I finished Survivor's Guilt before I began oh, okay. with the writing for other artists. And uh, who knows, maybe that would have, uh, I think it was good. I think uh, maybe the timing was perfect for me to be completely focused on my own music at that time. Uh, because I did put a lot of time and effort into Survivor's Guilt. I was recording demos and re-recording demos and rewriting lyrics and to the, for a whole year. And I'd really put everything into Survivor's Guilt. So um, now Survivor's Guilt was my last. Like you know, I didn't have anything else in front of me so i was able to really really focus and i think you know when the future in the future when i'm when i have to write a record or when i'm going to write records for myself i'm going to have to make time to just do that and just you know delegate okay this month i'm not doing any projects for anyone else this is for me you know so what's it been like
0: cam being you now the sole artist with an ep out and now coming out with an album is that, is that, was that trans- i mean you've always been playing solo acoustic shows it's, it's never really stopped but now that you've got a record
2: coming out, I feel
0: like with the album on Equal Vision, no less. Like, are you excited for that next
2: stage in your career? Absolutely, I do feel like I have like a new band. You know, um, I don't know if you've heard much of what I've been doing no, with Survivor's Guilt. It's it's a full band record. Um, there's a lot of instrumentation on it, and that's the way I'll be performing. Uh, I won't be doing it uh, like while, you know, I'm staying over to play five solo shows. It's really just like kind of a promo tour for me since I'm here. I should, you know, play some shows, show some new songs, some old songs, do some press and stuff like that while I'm here with the movie life. And um, so the, the touring, once the record's out next month, will be with a full band. And that's the way I'm going to keep it all year. And when I come back to the UK, it's going to be the same. I'm going to have a band Um, because I'd really like for this entire year. Solo shows are great and I really enjoy playing an acoustic show and I won't stop doing that. But for this year, I will be playing the record the way that you hear it on the record. And it's going to sound just like that and it's going to be great. So that'll be new for me. I've never once done a solo show with a band backing me. So, so I guess that the first time you, is that the first time you'll be been, you've been playing like electric guitar and singing with the band. In the early I'm the Avalanche days, I actually played guitar. Uh, I played I played probably a hundred shows guitar, and then eventually thought, well, this is we don't need this. This is excessive. We have two other guitar players. Um, as a front man, it was getting in the way a little bit. I'm de- definitely a better front man when I'm not holding a guitar. Um, and when I'm not, like, tuning and having to worry about all that. So, um, so no, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I've played an electric guitar on stage. I'm really excited to hear it. I'm excited to
0: hear the record as well because uh, I really like the EP and I know this is going to be totally different, which is exciting,
2: you know. It's like it's, the full band Vinny experience. It's absolutely, totally different. It still feels like a Vinny kind of record, um, it still feels I don't know we it's 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 going to be unique for for anyone who's been listening to me for a long time. I don't think anyone will be turned off by it, but it's definitely something that it's it's going to be different for the most part. The production is different, uh, but it's still me. I'm still doing. I'm still writing the songs that I think uh, connect with my audience. And uh, but it's yeah. It's I think it's at a new level um, in the best possible way. I mean. It, it's my opinion that these are the best songs I've ever written but of course that's not for me to say that's for the listener to decide but these are um, I feel like I've definitely reached a, a completely new level as far as songwriting goes and I feel like I'm definitely at a really good place that I'm I'm really happy with let's talk a little bit about Future Feeling where did that come from?
0: <laughs> it just suddenly was, was there I was like oh shit was a new
2: song? yeah um, Future Feeling at the end of last year we said, okay, we played our shows this year, played maybe 15, 20 shows were awesome. We had so much fun traveling and playing and everyone was so happy. The people that were coming to see us. So what are we doing? Are we going to keep doing this? I was like, yeah, I mean, I I'd like to keep doing this. I don't, let's just keep doing, let's just always play. Like, don't like, I wish I could tell every band don't break up. If you don't want to play shows, just stop playing shows because eventually you're going to want to again. Then you won't have to answer all the questions of what, why did you, you know, break up or why did you get back together and all that. So, with okay. movie life, the door will remain open. Um, and uh, so the other guys were like, you know, if we're going to go out and do it again, maybe we should start working on new music. So, me and Brandon wrote a new song like in one day and we loved it. We were like, this is great. This is movie life, but it's contemporary and it's different and it just means a lot. The lyrics mean a lot. And it's just like, let's record it. So, Rat, who's playing drums, is a producer he produced survivors guilt avalanche united wolverines the new crime and stereo record that's coming out like he's working on all this stuff so he's like come in the studio we record it in one day he mixed it we put it out like here it is and then dan who runs an audio like an av kind of media company he's like i'm gonna make a video so that came out yesterday (laughs) And that's what we're doing, just kind of pooling our resources and doing whatever the fuck we want to do whenever we want. So it's not like a label's telling us it's us. hey, here's a song. here's a video. Will it be more? Probably We're writing music. me and Brandon hang out all the time. Sometimes we have guitars in our hands, sometimes we don't. Um, so the idea is to make more movie life music um, and yeah the door like I said, the door is just wide open to do whatever we want. It's been really
0: interesting to have all the re- to come back and have all the resources. If you go, well, I'm going to do a song, well,
2: let's fucking do it. Like,
0: Let's just put it out, you know?
2: Yeah, all the resources and all the experience that we have now, we don't really need anyone to, like, yeah, we know what we're doing and we have a, a, a talented bunch with the movie life. So we have... Uh, and now it's been writing with Brandon. He's become, like, this excellent songwriter and I've be- I was never considered to be a songwriter when movie life were around in the back back in the day the music was written i would write the vocals over it and that was it when movie life broke up is when i started writing my own songs so now we come back together and i feel like that's voltron like me and brandon he's like one of my favorite songwriters me and brandon coming together and just collaborating like wholeheartedly on music it's i think we're gonna have some really strong stuff it's like double songwriters now like now you've got that and even greater knowledge to build on, I guess. Uh, yeah, totally. It feels like we have more songwriting power than ever. <laughs> Unstoppable, maybe. <laughs> I feel like it, yeah. But that's, again, not for us to decide. <laughs> uh, I have to say, man, like, uh, sitting
0: talking to you about the music, man, like, to see you actually smile, the, the passion, see the smile on your face is, like,
2: it's fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> it's great. I feel, you know, this is the life. Music is where it's at, and it's where I need to be, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, trust me, I stepped off the bus today, sun was shining, then it rained on me, and then the sun was shining again. I thought, wow, this is great. We're in Glasgow, we get to play a show, it's awesome, and then we play London tomorrow. And then at the end of the week, I play all my own shows, and I start playing new music, and then I get home, and I do a three-week tour of the United States. And I just think, wow, this is awesome. This is This is going to be a great year, you know, and it is already, so... Let's switch gears a little bit. Um let's talk about Leicester for a second. What the fuck, man? Amazing story. What a story. I wish I had fucking I wish I had one pound on that.
0: You were talking about it at band Practice yesterday with Mahler Band and like we were sitting like refreshing our phones waiting for the score to come in and it's like, man, I can't believe this is happening. Like what's what's, what's happened to the world? <laughs>
2: it's the best sports story of all time, I think. And I obviously none of us saw it coming or else we would have Put money down. Yeah. See, we don't have like betting houses for soccer and stuff, and for football and whatever. So we can't just lay a bet down. We can if you try, but like, if I lived here, I totally. If I saw five thousand to one odds, I would have <laughs> definite. I didn't even know those were the odds until they started talking about it, yeah. talking about how they might win the league. So I would have definitely put. I'm a gambler. I. I put way more I walked into a casino the other day. I don't gamble that much anymore, but I was in a casino the other day and I put a $100 bill into a $100 slot machine, pulled it once and lost. And I thought, if I put $100 on Leicester, I would have, what, 500 grand? (laughs) It's my retirement right there. It's everyone's retirement,
0: man. It's crazy. They could win it today as well. If if the Tottenham score doesn't... Yeah, I'm going to watch that match... It's gonna be good. My dad's a Tottenham fan, so he's gonna like. I want them to win, you know. But I'm kind of like, man, I just want to see it like. There's a really good chance that they'll go down next season. There's there's no way they can sustain it over two seasons, I don't think. Who Leicester? Yeah, I am very curious
2: to see if they're able to keep that squad together. James Vardy, man, where the fuck did he come from? I know Vardy and Mares. It's gonna be really and Conte. It's gonna be really hard to hold on to all those guys. <clears throat> I totally agree, and this is it's it's like you say, it's a fairy tale story,
0: you know. It's, what's next and Ranieri was getting laughed at when he first became manager was like why is this guy back in England what's happening here you know yeah
2: yeah I love it I'm real. I'm you know I think it's fantastic um I'm happy that Spurs aren't going to win the league uh I think that's great too um I don't like hate Spurs but I think if you gave me the choice between Leicester and Spurs I just think it's more of a heartwarming story yeah, Spurs, I think Spurs are going to be good for a really long time. So I think they're going to win a title one of these years. Those stars are all very young, so
0: yeah. Uh, This is actually the first time I've ever spoken about sports in the whole 45 episodes of this podcast. (laughs) I'm
2: glad we're talking about that. I I can only talk so much about my, uh, how much music I write. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're obviously a huge Liverpool fan, so I was like, we
0: need to talk about that. We just have to, you can't, you can't not be a... I'm just a fan of an English Premier League team and
2: not talk about exactly the seismic shift that's going on right now in football, you know. It's fantastic. And, uh, and you know, Liverpool, it hasn't been that fun to watch them, that much fun to watch them this year. But uh, we have really high hopes for the summer transfer window and really exciting to see who Klopp brings in. And still in the mix. I mean, Thursday's a really big game and I have an off day that day. So I'm going to post... Uh, I'm going to be in Brighton and... Uh, and I go find an Irish pub and whoever's got the sound coming through the speakers I need the sound I don't like watching a match unless I can listen to it as well so I I still think Liverpool has a very good chance of getting into Champions League um, I would hope so as, as, a, as someone that's brought up a Celtic fan
0: um, I, there's obviously an affinity there and obviously they're a team that I'd like to see also do well
2: you know yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um yeah, I think uh I think getting through cha- getting into Champions League through League through Europa League is still very possible. Cuz they have to come to Anfield and <coughs> European nights at Anfield are special and I'm really glad. I wish I could go, but I'll be all the way down south, but
0: oh man. Um
2: it's interesting as well with the,
0: the whole Hillsborough, I think it's just happened and I was listening to the peace out record the other day. And like it was kinda it was weirdly po- it was obviously it was poignant anyway because of you know, the ruling and all that. But just like knowing I was interviewing you and listening to that record and then that, that judgment coming out, I was like it's like, oh fuck, like that's like what do you make of that?
2: You know, for me, just being a fan of the club, you obviously start to absorb some of the culture and you know the history and obviously the Hillsborough disaster is something that I think you know, it's on everyone's mind all the time because it's always coming up and there's always another anniversary and all, obviously it, it, it's been dragged on for what, 27 years or something and which is fucking awful for those families but oh, so much admiration for their perseverance. I mean...
0: The scale of the, the stuff that was hidden is just yeah. mind blowing.
2: absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's... It, obviously a bittersweet victory for them because there's not ever really a victory and they can't bring them back but um i've so much admiration for that kind of never say die attitude of no we're gonna we're gonna fight this to the end um that's that's really inspirational that's really really inspirational and i've the most respect for them
0: i think maybe i could tend to um, wrap things up um as- Is there anything that you want to talk about or anything
2: you want to say or anything you want to ask me before, before finish? I guess, you know, uh, a lot of, especially a lot of people in Scotland were really angry that I wasn't playing a solo show here. Um, I'm going to come back and do a way more comprehensive tour of the UK um, this year. I'm just going to let the record be out for a little bit. Let everyone learn the words. Um, So yeah, Survivor's Guilt's coming out on May 27th. And obviously I would be forever indebted to everyone listening if they would buy it or steal it or do whatever you need yeah. to do just enjoy it and um, come sing along yeah come sing along that's all I ask and uh look forward to being back over here playing that record Vinny it's been an absolute
0: honour a total honour to speak to you man I've fucking enjoyed mm-hmm. it and I'm so glad I actually finally
2: get to see you as well yeah the pl- <laughs> the pleasure's mine and let's have a good movie life show yeah let's and let's have a good year let's have a great year everyone let's have a great year <laughs> it's gonna be great
0: Thanks, Vinny. It's been awesome. All right, thank you.
2: It's really hard to
0: say anything after that. I think you can probably hear that I was quite blown away by having a chance to talk to him, and to add to really add anything to to the sense that you probably got from that interview is would be futile. But I'm going to try anyway. It was really great to chat with him. It was awesome to meet him. He's, he's just a really lovely guy. Everybody I talk to seems to be really lovely, which I guess is fortuitous in my part. But it, somehow it, it's extra surprising when you actually meet someone that you've got huge, that you've admired for a very long time. You know, I've seen I Am the Avalanche a few times because I'd never seen a movie like before. I've seen I Am the Avalanche too, a few times and He always brings it live That voice I mean I don't know how he does it But it sounds awesome And It's very distinctly his And He's such a a learned Intelligent guy And he's He's seen shit man He's done stuff You know He's been living this lifestyle For a long time And he's still very humble Which You can't really ask for more You know It was a total pleasure To talk to him I hope he enjoyed the chat as well His new album Survivor's Guilt Is a cracker it's good to hear him doing the solo thing with a full band. I mean the last The City by the Sea was a really good record. It was acoustic. This one, full band, just as good. And yeah, but I openly find out about that major label thing as well. But I'm glad it's happening, you know. People people who work people work hard to make a living doing what they love and he seems to have pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. So yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We are counting down the days now until episode 50, which is not as far off as you might think. And I'm really looking forward to getting there and celebrating it somehow, or probably not even celebrating it at all. Just ignoring that it ever happened. I don't know. We'll find out, I suppose. If you get a second, I would love a rating and review on iTunes. These are really important to me. I know you guys are out there. I just need you to engage with me and... Tell me if you like the podcast If you don't like it If if there's anything you want to hear Anything you want me to change Any hints, tips Anything like that Drop me an email You can find that On my website Thecuratorpodcast.com But yeah Thank you very much for listening And For taking the time to listen to me chat Nonsense Within the caruana Man I can't believe we just did it It's fucking awesome Anyway He's just released a new song From his album It's called We Don't Have To Die Alone And It is predictably brilliant, so I hope you enjoy that. I'm going to play you out with that. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.
1: Kissing in the chaos of the afterlife Without a second thought The coastline is a tidal wave Of gratitude and well-being Without the tidal wave You're here